Podcast from the British Blacklist, and today I'm joined by. Oof, I got I got to take a moment because the energy is a bit different. I wanted to gas myself to believe he's back, but then I've been, I've been <laughs> we've been teased, we've been teased as a fan base. We've been <laughs> so I don't. So if I say he's back and he doesn't come back, is everybody gonna come for me? But you know what? Let me say it. Let me say it. I'm gonna say it with chest. They'll come for you. <laughs> Mr. Malik Berry himself, bro. How are you doing, man? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm great. I'm great. I'm feeling good. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me, man. Welcome feeling good. You know, recovering, recovering from gym this morning. You know, feeling, feeling pumped up. <laughs> bro, all I can say is that walks to the British blacklist. I know when people say, how are you? They're generalizing a lot of the time, but I, I really, really mean, yeah. how, how are you? Because... I joked about how we haven't seen you for a while. Obviously, there are reasons for that. Yeah, now, yeah. Why, yeah. why, why now? And how come? How come for so long? Thank you, man. Thank you for asking as well. Um, I'm good. I'm good. I've just been, I've been very, very busy. Time away, you know. Um, but well, before I started doing my album, or working on my album, I was doing like a bunch of other stuff during COVID. Um, I was just getting my mind right. I was eating clean. Um, I took up, you know, fitness that, you know, thank God that I've I've stayed consistent with now. Um, there was a time during COVID I went plant based. I was doing all sorts, <laughs> and um, you know, in in that time, I was able to set up some businesses back home in Nigeria as well. Um, you know, got a little bit into agriculture, got a little bit into a little bit of real estate as well, Nigeria, and just keeping myself busy, you know, until I got to a point where um I wanted to I wanted to tire myself out in the business world until I had a yearning for the music again, like mm -hmm. yearning for creating. And around I think early 2021, um, that's when it hit me, like, okay, boom. This is the title of the project. Boom. This is the energy. This is the story. And that's when I just got, got into it, got into the meat of it and just started creating every day. Um, everywhere I'd go to, I'd literally carry my laptop with me um, and just just li literally started writing a record and getting into it, man. Um, you know, so I, I, I said it, I actually said this during... Um, I had a I had a, a screening for my new video like last week Friday, and um and I, I said it during the screening like there's this stigma or there's this sort of perception that artists can't take too much time off right mm. because our oh, new artists will come and blah 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 this this that but I don't see myself I've never seen myself as like a regular artist right because I write my own music and I produce my own music so I can dictate when and when I want to stand off or put off a certain frequency into the world, right? Um, you know, so the way I describe it is I came out with my first EP that was like the iPhone one, right? I came out with a second EP that was like the iPhone two. So I thought, you know what? Okay, isolation room dropped a little. Okay, you know, maybe the iPhone, the iPhone touch or the wherever came in between iPhone X, right? Then this new project, I had to go away and say, okay, cool. How can I create the iPad now? How can I create a new technology that all of the like younger artists that came up listening to me, how can I give them a new blueprint that they're going to 
you know, so and that takes time. Mm. So that was one of the main taking so long to you know put this piece of work together and come back out now and and um you know God's so good the timing is perfect as well because look where the culture is at. No, no, you're 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 preaching. I think the part that you said that really resonated with me is about being able to mm. dictate the timing of your own music releases. Like I think me and you yeah. share the same favorite artist or at least as one of yours. For me, that's my guy, which is Michael Jackson. And when I think about yes, just uh, when I think about the timing of his releases, obviously I wasn't there yeah. at the time, but yeah. he wasn't an artist who regularly featured, and he also was an artist who dropped music very regularly. You know, in between exactly off the wall, thriller, yeah. bad, yeah. dangerous history, yeah. we're talking about four or five year breaks at a stretch. Hundred percent. That comes from I think a certain security in yourself, knowing that. Yeah, nobody yeah. can take your place because nobody is you. You know what I'm trying to nobody say. Nobody is you. So yeah. how could somebody yeah. possibly shape shift and morph into something that is you that wouldn't be seen as an imitation anyway? So there shouldn't be exactly. that insecurity. You know, right. there shouldn't be that insecurity. But there are so many right. artists that do feel right. this pressure nowadays with the streaming era and having to just churn right. out music right. consecutively like right. they're on a conveyor belt, which yeah. naturally yeah. wears you wears you down. So where does that self-assurance come that you don't feel like you need to be present to be present like you said mm. your blueprint is here your sound is here your imprint is here um i think what keeps me to have helps me to have that security i think it's just my faith you know my faith in god and, and just knowing that like um you have to believe in something you have to believe in something that's greater than yourself what everybody says right and like I have a belief that, okay, cool. God can't be in time. He's out of time, right? So whatever whatever he creates, right? Um, I don't know. It's, it's not based in time. <laughs> you're made in his image, we're so... To, yeah! If, if we're truly made in God's image, right, then why shouldn't we be stepping out of time during our creativity, right? I'm not listening... During my, my, my writing process, I'm not listening to any other project... I'm not, when my friends are around me or playing other people's music, I'm like, yeah, yeah, they know by now anyway. I don't want to hear that. I just want to be zoned in on this. The only time I'm probably hearing other music or listening to other music is when I'm trying to study the sonics, the sound design. Um, yeah, but for me, I like to step out of time when I'm writing. And I think another thing that gives me the confidence, because I've been doing it for a while as well, um, you know, and just knowing that I inherently believe that everybody has their own unique gift, right? So, I, like, no one or nobody is going to be able to perceive the world the way I do. And nobody's going to be able to perceive the world the way I do. And that's everybody's gift, literally. It's like a superpower once you realize it. Um, and just knowing that, okay, I can, I can take whatever time I can and it's like a radio band, put out whatever frequency I want. And the more people tune into that frequency, the bigger the noise gets, you know? Um, so yeah, it's it's literally being a producer, being a writer, being a, a musician, all in one kind of helps. It helps. I can't even lie, it helps. <laughs> what hat feels more comfortable? Would you wear them all at the same time? The producer hat, the musician hat, the writer hat? Ooh. Okay, so because I'm a homebody, yeah, I love the producer. <laughs> Sorry, I love 
because I'm a I'm a homebody, I love the producer. Um but man, being on stage and seeing the response to like songs that you've written in your bedroom or whatever, I don't I don't know what other feeling can you know, in terms of what I do, I don't know what other feeling can top that, honestly. Um but for me, I think because I started off as a producer, naturally I like being behind the boards, you know. But I've grown to become an artist and grown to like love the stage and get used to the stage. And now it's like, you know, it's second nature to me. You see me on stage, you wouldn't even know I was a producer before. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that impression just from like the way that um you, I guess, mark yourself, you connect to people. A lot of the time, producer is the right. person that you use. Right. You might even use all the, the other various hats, the musician hat, right. songwriter hat. I hear producer a lot. I think as a fan base, a lot of people would resonate to seeing you in music videos, seeing you on stage performing live. and oh, seeing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, in yeah. that sense. But it's interesting just seeing and hearing about how the different way that you view and perceive your own artistry in comparison to right. other people. Um, and I... Right always kind of wanted to ask you about um like perception perception is a is a mm. word that I feel like resonates a lot in the music industry about perception that mm -hmm. other people might place on you do you ever feel like there's yeah. a misperception or conception of you as an artist do you ever feel like people might see you differently uh, than you've ever felt like you should be seen or uh, okay there's a, there's a whole bunch of people that still think okay just because I do Afrobeats, I live in Nigeria, I grew up in Nigeria, or like I'm a, like a Nigerian. I'm actually see, I got you passionate now. Like I, I knew that would, I knew that <laughs> would touch a nerve. I grew up in London, <laughs> you know. So it, 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 and and I think that's what kind of like gives me that sort of edge because I have mate, like, and also Solid Crew. Yeah. Do you understand? I know about Eskimo dance. <laughs> as much as I know about Two-Face and Plantation Boys in Nigeria and Mohit's era I and, and WizKid's first album or whatever, I know as much as a, a, about, you know, MC Skibbity and UK Garage and, 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 and drum and bass. Do you understand? Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's probably the biggest misconception, you know. Um, that people have but it's it's, it's good because I like to be unassuming yeah I feel like that misconception has actually worked in, in your favor to be honest in my favor yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. it's allowed you to be yeah. claimed and owned and embraced by and owned by yeah. two yeah. by two if not more multiple fan bases and audiences right. I think but like whilst right. with other artists I think there's sometimes trying to satisfy multiple fan bases might split you creativity creatively and yeah. in, you know when you yeah. feel like you have to appeal to two different sides but I feel like with yeah. your music and your artistry you've actually gained wings like you've flown higher as a result of more people being able to lift you up and say no Malik right. speaks for me Malik speaks for yeah. me yeah mm. honestly yeah that's mm. I feel like that's what kind of gives me it drives me knowing that yo I've got like an army in London behind me I've got army back home in Nigel behind me I've got like you know I'm not from there, but I've got army in Ghana behind me. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. So it's it's a it's a blessing to be able to like have fans from all different um, um parts of the world. And it's just so ironic. Like if you look at my streams and look at the back end, like my biggest fan base is America. Do you understand? But 
that's because Africans are all over the place. So now you're seeing it. You're seeing the little pockets of, um, it's like a snowball. It started off little. Now it's this giant, like giant snowballs all over the world. You understand? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's a blessing. It's only going to keep growing. I hope. You mentioning um with the American fan base and the streaming, and then also earlier mentioning you know knowing like so solid crew and you know like being being there like on the cusp of like grime and the precipice of the emergence of that scene. Yeah. But I yeah. think with that being said, I would also say like with your upbringing and having um you know feet in the ground in two different continents here and back home mm. in the motherland. You were a bit ahead of the curve without necessarily realizing it because growing up, there was a stigma behind being African in terms of yeah. the UK. It was it was often perceived as a punchline, you know, like yeah. it was it wasn't used in a favorable light when somebody called you a Af or yeah. African or so on and so forth, yeah. you know, like we'd we had the we had to kind of almost learn how to adopt that pride for us who didn't have the benefit because I see the benefit mm -hmm. in your upbringing mm -hmm. of being able to mm -hmm. have feet in the ground in the motherland and be surrounded mm -hmm. by people who look like you and spoke like you every single day as opposed to being you know just a diaspora like us who had to exist in a different fishbowl with different social yeah. norms but you were you were ahead of the curve so did you always have that sense of pride that a lot of us had to learn in your in your heritage so growing up, I didn't go back to Niger until I was much older, like mm -hmm. later on in life, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so in my during secondary school, um, primary school, um, I didn't even I didn't go to Niger until like after uni. I would back never know that. I would never know. Yeah. yeah, I didn't go to Niger until after. Do you understand? And mm -hmm. it took me so long when I eventually went back there. Man, I had the biggest cult culture shock. Mm -hmm. Biggest culture shock. Do you understand? But growing up, I was raised to be proud of who I am. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? I was raised that okay, you know, you're from you're from Ogun States. Do you understand? You're man. You're man. Do you understand? Okay, this is your heritage. This is your culture. I always, I've always been raised like that since I was young. So even like growing up in Clapham. Right, I literally Brixton's around the corner, Stockwell's around it. Yo, I'm surrounded by yard man, <laughs> Caribbeans all over the place. You understand? And I grew up to love their culture. I grew up to accept their culture. I, I, that's how I learned about sound system culture. And because I was proud of me, and I was sorry because I was confident in who I am. Like. It gives you an edge when you're young because confidence literally is a superpower. Like no one can tease you. Like, someone's calling you African booboo. You're just laughing like, ha ha, bro. You don't even know. Like, <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> like I have a farm back home. <laughs> like, you know, I, don't, I don't care what you call me. <laughs> Do you understand? And But back then, yes, it wasn't cool in London. It wasn't cool at all to be African, but there were those few of us whose parents raised us to be proud of who we were no matter where we went to, uh, okay, you're in this school now, you must graduate top of your class. You're in university now, you must, nothing less than a 2-1, or don't go back to this house. You <laughs> understand? So growing up with um, the mindset that excellence is always, um, should be at the forefront of everything that we do helped as well. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you, what what yeah. you said is just it's hitting buttons because I didn't yeah. feel like I even had the opportunity to. Wouldn't say opportunity, but I even had the option to opt out of my African identity because I remember I grew up in West London, so the same way that you right. have finger in the pulse of the Caribbean community, we have Notting Hill Carnival around the corner. So yeah, exactly. Again, we're we're two sides of the same coin, you know. Those are brothers and sisters yeah. as well. So I've never yeah. really saw a distinction between the two, but yeah. But then, like I said, I did start to realize, oh no, they're perceived in a way that they're somewhat cooler than us. But yet again, that was just mm. as a result of potentially being in the UK as diaspora earlier than us and having a chance to early you know, yeah you know set set foundation exactly with Windrush and yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. after going through yeah. all the turmoil that they had to go through before they yeah. managed to get to a position where they were able to fully fully be themselves and bring all of the exactly. beautiful parts of their culture but I remember yeah. going to school and we had this thing called jeans for jeans they were have to pay a pound you could wear whatever clothes you wanted and my mom okay yeah yeah, non-uniform day. Non-uniform day. And my mom <laughs> yeah, said yeah, yeah, I was going to wear my traditionals. And I said, Mom, no, I beg, please, I beg, I beg. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I, I wasn't that confident. I wasn't that confident. <laughs> you think I was confident? <laughs> I was confident. I had no choice. What? Your mom did you dirty. <laughs> this is the plot twist. I thought she did me well, that dirty. That is amazing, though. I know. That's I, amazing. Thank you. I was ahead of the time then, because, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. wish I did that in school. But this is what I'm trying to say. I thought I, back, I didn't get that confidence until later on. See, this is this is exactly what I'm trying to say. I thought I was being done dirty, yeah. but I actually wasn't. Yeah. When I rocked up in school, yeah. at first it's yeah. sort of the teachers. Oh, that's yeah. quite nice. Where's that from? I told them yeah. a little bit something about Sierra Leone culture, where my family's from. And then a couple Amazing. of the other kids started to come up to me and be like, oh, where'd you get that right. from? And then that made right, me right. realize the thing that I had been trying to keep at home was actually something that other people yeah, would have actually people. loved yeah, and embraced yeah. if they had the opportunity yeah. to. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Now you see the blending of cultures, like everyone loves the food, everyone loves the music. That is, do you imagine if we were this open-minded back then? Imagine, right? <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it's, it takes time, it takes time, and sometimes it takes a new generation to shift things, you know. I feel like that's what's happening now. I, I feel like I credit I credit you for that, though. Not individually, you, but I, I, credit, I credit artists yeah. like you for doing that. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to lead on to by saying all of that stuff is that if we had a Malik barrier a couple years early, it's not your fault. You came when you're supposed to. God's time. <laughs> if you came a couple years earlier, I could have been wearing traditionals every day. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. But man, there's, there's, you know, there's no time like God's time and the time and everything, everything happens. You know, um, and just have to be like when I came out, I was prepared. So it wasn't like, oh, I just stumbled on this thing. I'd always been preparing at the back of my mind. And three years old, I was dancing to Michael Jackson videos mm. in, in, in the house. Do you get what I mean? Mm. So I've always known that, okay, you know this thing? I'm going to be something. I just don't know what yet, but I'm going to be something, you know. Are you that thing now? Uh, I know I you get so, what yeah. I mean when I ask that. I know you yeah, get what yeah, I mean. No, I yeah, I think so, you know. I think mm -hmm. I, I think so. No, I am. I am. But obviously, because of 
I'm affirming it by saying I am. But mm-hmm. because I'm so hard on myself, I'm like, nah, nah, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Still got to do this, 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 this. You know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I've got two, one, but oh, man, I, I wish I got first. I, 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 let's go again. Yeah. It's that wanting to be better, wanting to be great, wanting to be great. Yeah, yeah no, cl- claim it, claim it. Because while I was on the topic of Michael Jackson, I heard that he was essentially always chasing the success of Thriller, which sold 100 million globally. He was always chasing that, which meant that no matter what he did after that, as great as everything else that came after that, in his mind, but it wasn't like Thriller, though. It wasn't like, no. And no, that that's not that's not no. healthy. That's not healthy. Like it's 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 not. No. It's really not. You just have you have to put put everything that you've done at the back of your mind. Like no, that's I don't care how much people love that song. To me, it's dead. What's the next one? How can I? How can I write a new love song? Okay, love songs. Write a hundred love songs every year, right? How can I tell this story in a way that's never been told before? Again and again and again and again to make it sound sweet, you know. Um, and that's literally the whole stepping out of time um, analogy because I feel like these guys, some some people prefer off the wall. Mm. Some people actually prefer. Obviously, I prefer Thriller as a producer, <laughs> <laughs> but they were just being themselves. Do you understand? But you can tell by by being themselves, that's what led them to thriller. Yeah. Do you understand? That's what led them to that thriller moment. Um, and I feel like everybody has that thriller moment in them. They just have to like, they have to find it. I believe I have a thriller in me. You know, that may do diamond one day. <laughs> diamond, diamond sales one day. Amen. You know? So yeah, yeah. Um, but that's what I inherently believe. Everybody's got that thriller in them. Everybody's got that thing, you know. It's just everybody's calling is different, and how you activate it is, is is down to you. Was was control ever that for you? Because when you're talking about oh. musically moving on, and I'm not me, I don't need to create the same song. I'm creating this song now. Was that yeah. is that ever a thriller moment for you? Did you ever feel like you needed to chase or recreate yeah. or capture that? I'm... Yeah, it's, it's it's not easy to have a song of a hundred million views <laughs> and a hundred million streams. It's not easy, right? And I had to. Okay, this is very interesting. This is the first time I've been asked this question. I've had moments where I've tried to chase that sound, and I've. I've made something that sounds like it, that sounds amazing. Something that sounds almost like it, that still sounds amazing. But when I totally put that song out of my mind and I just say, okay, I want to make an amazing record, right? That's where I get it right. Because at the time when I made that song, I just wanted to make an amazing record. I wasn't thinking, oh, let me put these chords and make this Caribbean sound and make it I no, 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 no. I was just literally following just as the spirit leads, so they say. Um, so I've had those moments, but not anymore. Nah, that it would drive you crazy. Mm. It would drive you crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would drive you crazy, you know. Um, but I, I believe that because I, I write, because I produce. There's probably a couple of them on this album. 
I might catch two strays. Who knows? <laughs> I might catch two thrillers. Who knows? <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I passed that stage. I was trying to chase it. We've uh, no, I, com- I completely. I, I hear that. I hear. I hear the piece that you're writing. I think you measure success in different ways. Do you know what I mean? Like what might uh-huh. not necessarily yeah. be a hundred million streams might resonate in a different. And a different yeah. frequency outside of this construct we've created, which is like, you know, X's and O's and ones and twos and decimal yeah. points and commas. There are different yeah. ways to measure yeah. impact and success. Yeah. And with with this album that you've like producing now, it's or that you have produced, it's strange and almost feels like I'm telling a bit of a fib here when I say it's your debut album, because that doesn't that shouldn't make sense. But why is this an shouldn't album make sense, as opposed to an EP when we've been seeing you and hearing you for so long why what's the yeah, distinction so I've, I've, so I've dropped eps so I, my first ep last last days of summer my first project was an ep mm-hmm. first days of winter which came out in 2018 that was an ep as well then isolation room which was like i called it like a mixtape right mm-hmm. that came out 2020 i just wanted to throw something away to my fans that's still not an album so I haven't dropped, with all the records I've dropped, I've not dropped my debut album yet. Yeah. And I've always said, when I drop an album, it's going to make all the rest of my music look like toy music. <laughs> that's, that's that's the analogy that I'm using. Um, you know, so I, I, I definitely wanted to take my time with my debut album because it's going to be there forever, you know. Um, some of the songs on it, I've had them recorded for actually a long time. Um, some of the songs I, re- I recorded before I actually started the album process, just added them on. Um, yeah, so this is this is it's hard to believe, but this is my debut album. You know, this is my debut album. And I feel like it's um, you wait all your life to make a debut album. You know, just like my first EP, I waited all my life to make. So it's literally every all my life story up to that point was what made songs like Control, Let Me Know, I Call Miami, you know. Um, and this phase of my life is, is, is just totally different. It's a different energy. But the fans are going to love it. So if only love was enough, why why did you go for that name? Because I feel like love has been enough. Not, love has been enough of a battery that your whole music career thus far has been powered by songs about love so it feels like exactly. it's enough <laughs> well, why, why isn't exactly. it enough <laughs> so you now get I've been singing about love 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 love, love right? you now get to a point where you're like ah there's more <laughs> you <laughs> understand you have the light bulb moment you know so I feel like everybody um has had that point in their life where you know had they've been through experiences where they're like okay you know what if only love was enough you understand um, and it's, it takes a lot more than that. It takes, like I always say, it takes understanding, information. Do you understand? I have to, I have to go out. I might not um, have enough information on how to express emotional intelligence to my partner, right? As a man, because we're not inherent. We're not. So I have to take my time and go and whether it's listening to podcasts or reading a book or watching a YouTube video or whatever, listening to a talk and educate myself on that information so I can now, and that's more than what's driving me is love. But at the same time, that's common sense. 
<laughs> Do you understand? You know, right? Um, and another example that I used at my screening was um, just, for example, like normal relationships. Like, you know, you think the way to your partner's heart is, um, as a man, you think your way to your partner's heart is, oh, buying gifts, buying, you know, sending money and blah, blah, blah. And when they just need a little bit of emotional intelligence, understanding, listening, and little little things like that, um, you know. So those are the those are the pockets that I'm touching on this on this project. It's very mature, but every literally everyone can relate to the songs because they're all relatable the way they're written. Um, another way I describe it is literally taking you through the season. So I'm taking you from summer all the way to autumn to winter back to spring so i've tied in the theme of my eps right yeah. into the mood of the project right so the way you feel in every season literally is the same way you feel throughout the cycle of a relationship right um so yeah that's it that's 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 if only love was enough um i feel like there's gonna be a lot of conversation around a project so it drops <laughs> because of the songs and, and everything yeah yeah um to, to that 